Hey guys, welcome to the Dog Pod, your source for canine curated content. My name's Rebecca. Today is what I'm calling Social Sunday. Just an opportunity for me to chat about some of the things that are coming up on different social media platforms and maybe what's trending or what's being talked about in the news. So today we're talking about a story that first popped up in 2019. There's a dog named Stella and she has an owner named Christina Hunger who is a speech language pathologist and she works with children who do not use words to communicate or cannot speak and essentially uh, she created this blog that's called Hunger for Words. Stella is a Catahoula and Blue Healer mix and uh She's a little brown dog. She's got those upright pointed ears and she's pretty intelligent. And so her mom started leaning into that and leaning into the experience that she had at work where she would have these systems set up that are called AACs or Augmentive and Alternative Communication Systems. Essentially, this is the systems that helps people who are unable to speak, speak. And it's a device with thousands of icons, usually, that each represent a different word. And when the child or person who they're trying to help speak presses the icon, the device says the word out loud. So it's essentially uh, giving them the opportunity to actually have a voice. In this same idea, Christina had set up buttons where she recorded different words and started teaching Stella how to speak. And so for her, she really understands it from the perspective of this language pathology. And she talked about how everyone has receptive and expressive language. So receptive language is our interpretation of gestures, words, sentences, and questions. So it's the way that we internalize and understand uh, the communication that that we're receiving. And then expressive language is what we say. So that includes words, gestures, facial expressions, etc. She wanted to give Stella another outlet. She had this idea where she said, if dogs can understand words we say to them, shouldn't they be able to say words to us? Can dogs use AAC to communicate with humans? And I think it's a fair question. It's kind of interesting that she went there. I, I don't know that Many people have gone there before. I think there are uh, there's a growing group of these people now, and I don't know if it's really just started around Christina um, and her you know story around Stella and kind of being very public about the process that she's gone through with Stella. This is not necessarily like brand new information, but to have someone who is taking their like family pet and essentially trying to engage in a conversation with them that includes like English words on both sides. I I think that that's a really interesting concept. So if you take a look at Christina's blog, uh, again, it's called Hunger for Words. She has an article called Teaching My Dog to Talk. And so Stella started out with one programmable button for outside. And every time she either would say the word outside, as in Christina would say the word outside, or they would go outside, and this is before even opening the door, they would press the button with their foot. So after a few weeks, Christina would ask outside, Stella want to go outside, and Stella would look down at the button, a sign that she understood 
that the button had to get pressed before they would go out. And then she would look back up at Christina. And it's through repetition and consistency that that correlation is built and that eventually they are able to take on the the use of that button themselves that a dog would then say, oh, okay, if I press this, then I get to do this. And so soon after this, Stella would use the button herself and essentially said her first word. So without really waiting too long, Christina added in a a few more words into the mix. She didn't wait for Stella to be using the outside button absolutely perfectly. And perfecting it would mean like increasing the speed of the response. So there's not a huge lag or wait time between when Christina says it and when Stella presses the button or her pressing it 100% of the time when they do happen to go outside and then they go. And until she does, they would hold off. And eventually Stella took it on herself and, and took on other words. So she added eat, water, play, walk, know, come, help, buy, and love you. And she interspersed those and made sure to reinforce those. She would spend time each day pressing the buttons and reinforcing the meaning and making sure that she pressed the buttons if they were used for actions that were being taken related to the buttons, such as play. Essentially what this looks like, there's lots of different designs. People will do their own thing a lot of the time, but um, it could be a board that, you know, like a, a piece of plywood that people have cut holes into where these buttons that are about the size and shape of like the, I mean, here's a throwback to staples. That was easy. Buttons of like a can of tuna type thing. They're large enough that you could hit them very easily. So people would cut holes for each of the buttons into the piece of plywood. So it would create like a grid. And that's essentially what Stella has. And she memorizes where the buttons live. And her mom would talk about how she'd return to the board sometimes if they had to move buttons around. Um, she'd return to the board and just press buttons to find out like what the words were in certain areas if they didn't match what her expectation was. So there's one company in particular that's selling these pet communication products uh, called Fluent Pet. And they have a bit of a different design where they have hexagonal mats that have like puzzle piece kind of interlocking nubs on them and holes so that you can build out a mat over time. And one hexagon will hold like seven buttons. And so you can order the buttons either groupings or uh, in, in like a you know, a mat and button combo from their website. We can talk about that more later. Essentially, as the vocabulary grows, you can grow out this mat, almost like a mapping process. The buttons are labeled so that owners know what the button is without it having to be pressed. It also helps, like, if they miss, you know, what the playback was for the button or if the battery dies, of course. And again, this is all about reinforcement. So spending that time every single day with the dog and reinforcing the pressing of the buttons and the meaning behind them so that communication is built through the repetition and the pressing and the actions correlated to the pressing of those buttons. So you might be wondering, how did it go? And again, in this article, 
called Teaching My Dog to Talk from the Hunger for Words blog. Uh, Christina talks about how Stella would like hit play over and over again if she wasn't getting the attention that she wanted from her parents in a moment. She would select help if her toy was trapped under the couch. And she also would say bye to guests as they put their jackets on by the door. So she was really picking up on this process and understanding when the use of the buttons was correlated to actions. The advancement that uh, Christina had marked was that Stella then began commenting on things. So she would look around the room at what was happening in a moment. So there was one time where she was watering her plants and Stella hit the water button. Now, Stella's water dish was full in that moment, or in however many moments this happened, but she's pressing this water button, understanding that Christina is holding water and pouring it over a plant. So I, I do think that that's like an interesting correlation. She has a few more that she talks about in the article. And then she began combining words, which is kind of a milestone moment that's, you know, building blocks of a sentence. She would say things like, no, eat, or eat, no when the meal preparation was taking too long, or eat play when she wanted to have her toy that gets treats put in it given to her. So I think that there's a really interesting kind of advancement that was happening fairly quickly in Stella's story. And uh, it's still going on Instagram. So hunger for the number four words. She has almost 800,000 followers. Again, this woman is a speech pathologist. So she's using her professional techniques and applying them in a personal setting and to a different kind of situation but her dog is showing signs of actually catching on to what's happening here. So just this past summer, I kind of got tuned into this story because of a TikTok account that was called What About Bunny? This woman has a, a around one-year-old sheep-a-doodle, so a, a sheepdog and a poodle. I think that was, I mean, I have a soft spot for doodles, so, because <laughs> I own a golden doodle. So I think that's probably why I was initially drawn in as well. Her doodle named Bunny is really fascinating as well. You know, like I loved watching Stella after I'd already watched the Bunny videos, but I, I really do find Bunny's videos and what her mom is posting. Her mom is Alexis Devine, and she's an artist in Tacoma, Washington. You know, I find her videos pretty fascinating. And I think a lot of it for me, uh, it might be that I have this bias and that when I see Benny, or ben, I'm already getting them mixed up. Her dog's name is Bunny. My dog's name is Benny or Benedict, but that's pretty funny. Anyway, when I see Bunny processing it it reminds me of Benny or it looks like Benny and so I can see her like the gears turning in her head sometimes in some of these videos that Alexis is posting and it's really interesting or fascinating to see her like chugging on something and really trying to figure out like okay what's what's the right button then or what's the right way to say what I want to say about this. Bunny is up over 50 words now she is using the fluent pet setup which is the hexagonal mats and the interlocking setup. So as mentioned, uh, she became really well known through TikTok. And at this point, she's boasting 5.3 million followers on TikTok. 
She has about half a million on Instagram and about 15,000 on YouTube. And that essentially shows how often she engages with each of those platforms. I would say TikTok is her main avenue where she's posting, but a lot of her TikTok videos are ending up on Instagram as well. So she's still building a following there. And she's actually working with the Comparative Cognition Lab at the University of California, San Diego. She sends all of her videos to the lab and also has videos set up just on the board. And those videos are recording and sending information back to this cognition lab. And I think they are trying to essentially figure out how much is she actually understanding and getting and how much of it is fluke or just random and making sure that you can navigate the difference between those things. And so I think that's the interesting part about the bunny story and about how Alexis is approaching this. And she has a really great post where she essentially, it just shows a video of bunny playing, but Alexis is speaking over it, just talking about kind of her perspective on all of this and saying that honestly, she has days where she's like, man, she's really getting it. And other days where she's like, man, that was a complete fluke that that happened. And just allowing for the fact that this is not like a a perfect process. There's not like this direct correlation between their action and the word selected automatically. You have to make sure that you dig that out and prove it over time and gather enough data so that you know and can back that this is an evidenced event that's occurring. The way Alexis describes it is it's operant conditioning with communicative intent. And this is again in that post. And I thought that was a really good way to describe it. I love that she's working with the university on this and that they're trying to track down as a evidence behind this. The fact that they're watching Bunny and learning from all of these videos, uh, You know, there's some really interesting ones that Alexis has posted. So uh, there was one day where Bunny seemed to notice the sound of the waves outside. And Stella has another one where Stella seemed to notice the sound of something that was happening outside. Bunny seemed to alert her owners about an infection that she had in a scratch on her nose by saying like, ouch, help. And in the same like in a similar situation that happened later on, she even said, ouch, stranger help for something different that happened to be like a blade of this grass that grows down by the the shore. And it's a really, a really tough grass that can actually burrow into the dog's skin and cause slivers or, or uh, cut them. And it was burrowed into uh, Bunny's paw. And so <laughs> she's like, she pressed, ouch, stranger help, which I just think is such a funny way to describe that. Now, whether this is directly correlated again, just take it for what it is. It's an interesting fact that she pressed those buttons and Alexis found this thing in her paw. I think that that is fascinating. There's other times where she's alerted her that she has to poop or wants to play or wants scritches. So there are definitely instances where Bunny is communicating what she wants and then seeing the immediate action afterwards that correlates to the words. And I think that that is a reinforcement that doubles down in her brain and thus she is actually communicating as in she knows what that means when she presses that button and she knows when she presses it again later that that action will happen that's communication i mean that's (laughs) she's asking for what she wants and she's getting it so it's fascinating 
When we talk about the companies that are out there in this field, the one that I know about is Fluent Pet. They're actually working with Alexis and Bunny right now, so that's why they have these hexagonal mats on the floor with the buttons in them. And uh, they have a process where they want to organize the words by category to help dogs learn. They've combined ideas from speech and language pathology and cognitive science to design intuitive arrangements to help you and your learner remember. And so this is from their website, fluid.pet. And you can see as you scroll down the site, essentially how they group certain words into certain areas. So they've gone as far as grouping social words, who, doing, what, where, and descriptors. So you can see Bunny and where she's at with her language development and how she's using some of these words. And her advancement is to the point where she's now trying to figure out things like morning, afternoon, and night, yesterday and today, now versus later. These are concepts that are very human, but potentially not as understood by animals and that's the question out there can an animal get it and there's one video that was posted very recently on instagram and probably on tiktok for bunny that showed her asking about the time of day and saying afternoon or night and her mom correcting her and you see bunny like chug for a second she's thinking and then she's like night yesterday <laughs> And her mom's like, yeah, like it was night yesterday because it was afternoon in the moment that she was talking to her. So I don't know. I, I find it fascinating. It's really interesting to watch her. Uh, the one thing that Alexis does say, there's quite a few skeptics out there that are going to say things like she's cherry picking the videos that she posts. And she's like, hell yeah, I'm posting the videos that are the most compelling because those are the ones that are most interesting to watch. And I totally get that. She's like, there's a whole bunch though that might not have the meaning that we think they have. And so I think that that is the best way to go at this is essentially like she's posting on social media. So you really do have to think what is the medium that she's posting on? Like <laughs> she's not trying to prove this thing, but if she has little tidbits of proof that she can put out there that maybe are more compelling than others, then sure, I would say that the other videos are probably not something that I would watch. And that's probably not something that, you know, anyone else would want to watch either. So I do want to watch the most compelling use of this technology and example of Bunny's understanding. So that makes sense to me. So Fluent Pet is working with Alexis and Bunny, but inspired by Christina and Stella. And it's created in San Diego by a cognitive scientist named Leo Trottier. And he's also working with canine AAC test pilots who are people using the system in the US, Canada, Sweden, Netherlands, Australia, and they say beyond. So if you're looking at the price point for some of these kits, to get a tester kit, which is just two buttons and two mats, that would be $29.40 USD. To get the basic vocabulary package, which has 12 buttons and 6 mats, that's 132.30. Now just to give a comparison to kind of toss it out there, you know, you can get these recordable buttons that are about the same size, shape, design as the ones that they're selling from Fluent Pet on Amazon, for instance. So you could get like four buttons for $20 or $28 Canadian. And you could get very similar mats or these foam tiles that kids would use these to play on. These are mats that you've seen before 
probably in daycares and maybe in your own living room. And they could range anywhere from $20 to $40 for 18 tiles. So you can see you can get a cheaper version of both of these options from Amazon. But what Fluid Pet is also selling is the thought process behind this and what I would consider probably a, a much more cohesive kind of setup. So it's up to you. You might be able to test it out with the first four and then upgrade to Fluent Pet later. But I think it's interesting, an interesting option. So what do I think is happening in these situations? And I think these dogs are catching on to what we're communicating and are communicating those things back to us. So, you know, I, I don't doubt that there are dogs that maybe don't have the focus or aptitude to maybe take this type of communicative and, and thoughtful process on. I don't think it's for every dog, in other words. I can tell you that <laughs> my guy is four years old and it would have been interesting to have introduced this to him earlier, but also he's a bit resistant to some training, so I'm not sure it's something I would take on fully. But it's it's quite a fascinating thing to watch, so I would definitely recommend if you have some time today or any other day, go and check out Hunger Four, number four words, um, or What About Bunny, and that is what with an underscore about underscore bunny on Instagram or TikTok. Pretty interesting what they're doing with this kind of communication. And I would say that it definitely takes the, the command of speak to a whole new level. So it's fascinating that we are getting there with our dogs right now. Kudos to these women, in this case, that have taken this on. So thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. This is possibly again, episode number two. You can find me on Instagram at thedog.pod and also on YouTube. There will be more longer length videos that are coming out later in December. Make sure you follow and or subscribe and uh, sending you and your dog some extra belly rubs. Have a great day.